Welcome to the Hello Dad podcast. My name is Ryan. I'm a new dad chronicling the adventures of raising a child in New York City. If you haven't already done so, pop over to hellodad.com forward slash subscribe and enter your email address so you'll be able to receive the latest podcast directly to your inbox. You can also subscribe via iTunes. The last Hello Dad podcast highlighted the birth of our son. Um, I got to tell you, I'm beyond thrilled now that I've heard it, uh, that we have moments from the 24 hours that led up to our son's birth and moments after it as well. It's just a really amazing, uh, it's not anything gross or anything of that nature, but it's a lot of really cool moments that I think you'll enjoy listening to. So if you haven't already done so, pause where you are right now and go back one episode and listen to the delivery episode. Uh, It's really, really something special. For today's episode, I'm going to highlight a bunch of firsts. As you might imagine, we have firsts happening left and right. Some are prettier than others, and some highlight the struggles and frustrations that can come with being a new parent. Before I play the first clip, let me give you some background. We went to the doctor for the first time on a Friday when our son was just three days old. When they weighed him, we found out that he had lost a little more weight than our doctor was okay with. And I know this is pretty normal for newborns. A lot of them lose weight. But it still meant we had to breastfeed our son every two hours for the next two and a half days. The goal was to get his weight back up prior to coming back to the doctor the following Monday. And I have to tell you, an every two-hour breastfeeding schedule is not the least bit of fun. It was a rude awakening for my wife. It was a rude awakening for myself. And we were both just flat out exhausted. By the following Monday... Our son had gained back almost a full pound and we were out of the woods of the every two hour breastfeeding schedule. And I got to tell you, that was awesome news. How times have changed. It's uh, it's 11 o'clock at night. My wife has had a, we'll call it a breastfeeding breakdown this evening. I mean, she's been doing really phenomenal. Kids latched from early on and... I think or we went to the doctor today, and like so many parents, the doctor says, you need to gain a little weight back. Let's go to every two-hour feeding schedule, and it's just overwhelming. And that's what uh, we basically started doing by midday today. And she's tired. She feels like, you know, is he getting enough sleep? And, you know, it's all the normal stuff that new parents go through. Um, she's emotional. Just, uh, it's tough. And now I'm like feeling hopeless or not hopeless, helpless. It's like, how can I help her? And you know, trying to do as much as I can. And I am in the laundry room of our apartment building getting baby clothes out of the dryer and our clothes as well. And there's some random pacifier looking thing that it looks like we have successfully washed and dried. Anyway, uh, life continues to evolve, and I'm realizing that I'm a little sleepy and have just put the laundry in someone else's basket. (laughs) So, I'll go deal with that, and then I'll go back upstairs and hope that uh, my wife is asleep and that around midnight, some more positive breastfeeding goes down. All right. My wife and I discussed a lot of things prior to giving birth, but the discussion about my post-birth work schedule was pretty fluid. There was a particular day pretty early on where I had to run a number of errands for the family, 
and then I had to go back to the office for a bit. Needless to say, I was away from my wife and the baby for the largest chunk of time yet. And I could feel a little tension, so we had a quick chat about it as we were prepping his tummy time map. A couple days ago, we had kind of a stressful conversation about the idea of me going to work. Yep. And today... I went to work and had various activities, and I was gone for probably the longest time. Uh, I was away from you, away from the baby, from probably 10 a.m. until... Almost 8? Yeah, almost 8 o'clock. Can you stop with the scissors for just a second? Yeah. And I, I think... I don't know that there has to be a, a big worry about me, like, going back to work full-time or being gone. Um, it just seemed to... I think it's, as I said, it self-polices itself. One milestone that for some reason I was eager to get to was my first stroller walk with our son. I think I partially wanted to simply have the experience, but also just wanted to change the scenery after we had been inside for so many days. As you'll hear in this clip, using a stroller in New York City can be a pretty interesting experience. So we are on, or I'm on my first walk with Mr. Baby, the wife who's here. This is, what is this, like your second stroller voyage? No, third. Oh, you, I, I've been missing out. I, I must admit, like, the stroller in New York City is kind of like you're going four-wheeling. Yeah, it really is. He, like, shakes around a ton. What do we get? Is it up a baby? Yes. I'm glad we got this because it has the bigger wheels, and without the big wheels... I think it would be miserable for him because, yeah. you know, he's already kind of bouncing all around. Yeah. I, I definitely think you need a stroller license. These things take, you have to learn to use them. Yeah, you do have to learn to navigate them, especially with all the people. I think there should be an unwritten rule that if someone is standing directly in front of a stroller and there's nowhere else for you to go, you get to just run them over. I'm totally on board with that. I mean, it's amazing how we'll be walking towards people and they just stand there. And, and there'll be like a subway entrance to our right, and there's just nowhere to go, you know? Yeah. Although so. I imagine they feel the same way about us. But yeah, but I mean, it's not as easy to maneuver. And if there's nowhere to go, and they could easily just shift over. That would mean that they'd have to be paying attention, which I think so many people aren't. They're like on their phones or whatever. Kind of like we're on the phone recording this and yeah. walking a baby. we're looking. We're looking. Right, right. Up to this point, with the exception of the two-hour breastfeeding schedule, things have gone pretty smoothly. On one hand, this is due to our son being pretty chill, but on the other, it's because we've had a night nurse staying with us. We don't have any family living in New York City, so arranging for someone to provide some sort of assistance was something we knew we had to do very early on, and it's something we planned for for quite a while. Our night nurse did have to leave for a day. And that's when I found myself handling night duties for the first time. I'd seen how the evening and overnight routine had played out, and it didn't seem like that big of a deal. But that certainly doesn't mean I wasn't nervous. So we thankfully had a night nurse when we got home from the hospital. And she's been with us for about eight days or so, seven days. And she's taking a little, her first day off later today. How to, so it's going to be our first uh, night, alone. night alone at the house or apartment by ourselves. How does that make you feel? Well, as long as you know how to do the night feed, we're good. 
I mean, I did that. I mean, hell, we're talking about first. I did that last night. So it was 3.30. Uh, warmed up the bottle. Fed him with the bottle with breast milk. And everything seemed to go okay. Um, do you, are you nervous at all about there's going to be a time today where we know I have to leave. So you'll be, you know, just solo. No, I think it'll be okay during the day. It'll I be mean, fine. you've been crushing it. Thank you. <laughs> are your nerves... I actually think being alone, I mean, it's a what most people do to start, but I think it'll give us a lot more confidence to make us realize that, all right, yeah, we can we can totally do this. Yeah, and I feel like we can write our list of, like, questions. We'll have a better sense of, you know, what, what we don't know. Yeah. Spending the day, a day slash night alone. Yeah. Well, I mean, the fact that he's been sleeping for four hours overnight is pretty incredible. Yeah. Yeah, you're so good, Jack. Except now he's definitely looking like he's about to be cranky, baby. Let's go over here. During that conversation, I apparently had my big boy underwear on and was feeling mighty confident, you might say. But as you're about to hear, the confidence in my voice quickly just evaporated. It's it's only like 8 freaking 30, and I told my wife to go to the bedroom because she's just exhausted. And I'm sitting here looking at this baby monitor, like freaking out. I put him down uh, to sleep, and I've gone through all the motions that the night nurse went through, and its uh, he's a little restless. I, I don't think as I'm quite as motherly <laughs> as, as she is, but we've gone through the routine, and he's laying in the bassinet, which is in his crib, and he's just moving, and I can't figure out how to get him to stop. I mean, I've done everything I can think of. It's not the diaper he just ate. And I, I know he's probably cluster feeding right now. And as I say this, he's starting to cry. I know I'm going to have to go wake my wife up, which I was trying not to do. I feel like I'm going to sit here all night looking at this monitor, just making sure, is he okay? Is he crying? I'm going to make myself a lunatic. Part of what made the start of this first night alone so challenging was that the Motorola baby monitor we purchased seemed to really just stink. I don't know if it was a dud or what, but it was supposed to be a great model, but the audio was just horrible. And I'm a guy that can hear virtually anything. I mean, I have really good hearing. This meant I basically sat around nervously looking at the video screen on the monitor because I couldn't hear him. And in return, this meant that I stayed up for a vast majority of the night. And so, you know, that Motorola monitor has since been returned. But the good news is that after a rough start, we finally got things worked out. Okay, so we got off to a rough start. And I have now given him the most gangster swaddle you've ever seen. But he's sleeping now after a few minutes of hiccups. And I'm holding him. Because he's like, Dad, I'm not having that bassinet right now. So we're just sitting here, and I'm making up songs, and just staring at him. It's amazing how terrifying it is. I'm like, dude, please don't wake up. Don't make me get your mom. As a new parent, I think it's safe to say no one wants anything less but for their child to be perfectly healthy. So when my wife called me out of the blue one day and said we had to unexpectedly go back to the doctor because a test came back with inconclusive results, 
it basically felt like I'd just been hit by a truck and just became a nervous wreck. This news was just totally unexpected, and it meant we had to go back to the doctor so that they could take some blood to redo a couple of tests. Not only was the fear of something being wrong nerve-wracking, but hearing your child cry while they're getting blood taken, that wasn't much fun either. It was like anxiety on top of anxiety. Luckily, as it turns out, the inconclusive test results turned out to not be a thing so we could put that behind us. Although it was a quick reminder of just how vulnerable your emotions are during this time. And speaking of emotions, my wife and I went out to lunch and I fessed up to the fact that I was feeling like I was about to go crazy. No worries. I feel like I'm about to go crazy. Yeah, I can tell. It's like I've been in, we've been in the house for two days straight now and I feel like my stamina of not going to work or not doing my normal schedule is, I think you, that tied in with the, like, just being tired all the time. I'm just getting. Stir crazy? Stir crazy. I just feel, like, really annoyed. Yeah. Like, like I'm not even, I'm not comfortable in my blue jeans. I feel, like, blah. I mean, it's great being home with, with our son, but, like, I, th- I think I went from a level of, like, being really productive to a screeching halt, and I don't know how people deal with it. And it, it's not, I mean, it's not to say that I, you're any less stir-crazy than I am. Well, I, I just wonder if it's hard for you to shift gears a little bit. Well, I think it's... So we have two very different types of jobs. That's true. Yours is stop. Mine is still going because I run our a company and. I think you'd be stir crazy even if you didn't run a company. I think that it's just hard for you to sort of pace yourself at this rate, and that's totally fine. I think we just have to schedule you some more activities. But then I feel like a jerk, so say... No, no, I don't want you to feel like a jerk, because to be perfectly honest, it takes much a much greater toll I, on me like this than I, if you go and you take care of yourself. I agree. I guess, it, and from my standpoint, it feels like, say if I went out and shot photos or did something today, it would feel like I'm abandoning the situation. I feel the exact opposite, because in my mind, you put your own mask on first before you help the person next to you. Like, you know, they say in the plane, you put your own oxygen mask on first. But are you having any of the same feelings? Yes, but I feel also like I can still do my work from home. So I feel like... And on top of that, you bolster me. So if you're taking care of yourself, you come home, you've got extra energy, and then I feel like I can take care of myself. So it really does help me when you do things for yourself. Now, on a more positive note, our son's quickly become very alert, which means we've been doing tummy time, he's been on his back, we've been reading to him, and my wife has also been doing a little bit of singing. So my wife has started playing show tunes for our son. And... I think he kind of likes it, but I need to educate him on some different music. It's called hip hop. This guy, his name's Notorious Big. And this song is called Big Papa. <laughs> it's appropriate. Oh yeah. Here we go.
Oh, yeah, Jack. Mm. Okay, Jack, that's all of the Notorious Big we can play right now because mom is going to be pissed. Okay, okay. The hip-hop music was all in good fun. Yes, we are, of course, playing plenty of the standard baby music for our son. Along with a little Mozart and some other stuff, the hip-hop, that'll come in, in due time. One of my most memorable firsts came the night when it was my turn to give our son a bath for the first time. I fully admit to being completely nervous. The nervous feeling was partially came from the fact that I had never done it before, but I was also scared about doing something stupid that may negatively impact our son. Fortunately, we survived the experience and had no major incidents. Jack. Hey, buddy. We just finished your first bath. That's the hardest work I've done all day. How do we do? We do okay? We got your hair washed. We got your body all soapy. We folded your ears over so that no water would go in. We didn't let you get too cold. Dried you off. No pee or poop all over the place. It's pretty good. Now it's time to eat, huh? And then we're gonna go to bed. Okay. Bath number one under our belt. So this was a podcast with a bunch of firsts. We've got a lot of great stuff still to come. My name is Ryan. I'm a new dad chronicling the adventures of raising a child in New York City here on the Hello Dad podcast. Before I go, one quick favor to ask. Please go to hellodad.com forward slash subscribe and enter your email address so I can send you new podcasts directly to your inbox. You can also subscribe by looking up Hello Dad on iTunes. Thanks so much for listening. I'll talk to you soon.